I do want to add right before you guys listen to this episode that this episode does include trigger warnings of sexual, physical, emotional, emotional, and mental abuse. I want to add that in there just so nobody's blindsided by anything. Um, I will list more details in the description right underneath the episode. So I hope you guys take a listen and enjoy. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Me versus Mom. I really hope you guys are enjoying all of my past episodes that I put up. Um, I think the title really does describe a lot of things, just me versus mom. And my past two update episodes is kind of just like about motherhood and things like that. And this one is going to be just more so of me, myself, and it's going to be pretty personal. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Today was Sunday. I hung out with the kiddos all day. I recently got a text message from their daycare saying that they are going to be closed the rest of the week. So that is awesome. I work Monday through Friday and they are closed. <laughs> but good thing that tomorrow, I didn't know, is Martin Luther King Day and so Juan's mom is off. So she'll be here with Juan and then my my mom and dad, well both my mom and my dad, are off on Wednesday and Thursday. So they'll watch them Wednesday and Thursday, and then Juan is off Tuesday. He goes to work on Wednesday. If he doesn't work overtime on Thursday, which I don't think he is, he'll watch them. So he's off Thursday, Friday. Juan works 24 on, 48 off. Uh, Most of the time, he does do overtime shifts. So with that being said, he is gone a lot. Like this weekend, he's gone a lot. It's just me and the kids holding down the fort. I don't don't think I'm really going to talk. I mean, maybe I will. I don't think anything's off limits on this podcast, but, um, sorry guys. I'm in the closet. I found this is where I get my best sound. I want, I can't, don't have time to be in here all the time. Um, and there is a spacious closet, but I don't really have, like, I can't be in here. Like my most free time is literally right after I drop the kids off from daycare and right before I go to work. But right now, like I said, I'm trying to eat really healthy. So I'm like stopping by HEB in the mornings or doing like, I drive up, pick up, or I really don't like to do that because HEB, like, packages things fresh, so. But, yeah, so far, this is my best sound. If I get to, so, whoever, whoever you guys do podcasts with, I, my, my Anchor, I mean, my podcast host is from Anchor, so Anchor, the analytics on Anchor are a tad bit than just, um, Spotify or podcasters. They kind of reflect the same, but, like, let's say if I have zero activity on my podcast for, like, a week, then they will kind of just, like, their numbers will start to basically mirror each other, but I don't know. We'll see. I kind of want to hit different milestones and things like that and see where this goes. I don't know. I think it's going good places so far. I'm really, I love the feedback, you guys. Please give me feedback of what you guys might want to hear from me, topics you might want me to dive into. This is going to be a serious topic um, episode and like parenting styles and things like that. I'm still learning how to be active on Instagram, but that's a little hard, you guys. I don't, I can't be like in my phone all the time. I can't do that. I don't know how people do that. I don't know if I'm really ready for that. Me just talking and then posting is more than good enough for me, but because not only do I have, how many followers do I have on Instagram? So this is not a lot of views, I'm sure. To most people, it's different. Um, this is weird. Okay, I don't. Oh wait, here I think I can look this way. Uh, 
So on the views on my Instagram stories, I get about 100, uh, 100, 150. I'm trying to see on my iPad. Okay, so I have 500 followers. So only one-fifth of my followers are active, basically. And, I mean, I guess that's good enough for me. So I'm thinking most of my listeners are coming from there. But, I don't know, that's just me rambling on trying to decide what all of that is. But... Let's go ahead and go into today's episode. I'm still in my Dallas Cowboys jersey and I'm a little bit uncomfortable. Not only from the loss, but it's, and I still have my bra on. Like, what the fuck? It's 10 p.m. Anyways, so um, I did write down some notes, you guys. But my notes kind of went into me writing. Um, I would love to build, build my vocabulary a lot more before I do ever dabble into writing but I do I have wrote before and it's really therapeutic for me so when I went into notes for this episode it kind of just went into me writing a story or more so like a narrative and so if it sounds like I'm just kind of like reading a book I'm really not going to try to make it sound like that but that's why so on today's episode I want to talk about how it's not just your trauma it's our trauma when I say our I do not of course I don't mean me and you when I say your I want to let you guys know that when we experience traumatic events done towards us naturally and automatically we are our own victim and that's just normal you guys Traumatic events, whether it be sexual abuse, whether it be a breakup or unforeseen breakup, whether it be a car accident, whether it could be a number of different things, you guys, we automatically like, oh my God, like I'm hurt. Like, oh my God, this is terrible. And it is. You know what I mean? And that's, like I said, it's a natural feeling. But after that and the way that we heal and how we want to disclose these events is up to us. Me, myself, I am not a victim of sexual abuse anymore. I am bigger than that, and that took years of healing and 20 years to come out. Now, no matter how much I want to scream to the world that what this man did to me, there's a few things that I consider or considered over the years, and until I came across a post on some some person's random platform it said it's not just your trauma. It it really did start to make sense. Um, I'm going to try to not read this so much because I think that's something I need to get used to, but I'm not really like a reversal. But anyways, so yeah, they basically said it's not just your trauma. And when I read that, it kind of gave me verification on the healing that I did my whole entire life. This, uh, my own traumatic experience, or one of them, the most significant, uh, I was around six years old. So, when that happened, I didn't, um, tell anybody, and I think that definitely resonates with, it's not just your trauma. You know, I didn't want to tell anybody because I didn't want to hurt my mom's feelings, I didn't want to hurt my dad's feelings. This sounds pretty messed up but maybe when I get closer to this episode I might kind of decide how I feel about it this is kind of like a newly surfaced feeling 
and I want to know maybe if anybody, any of you guys can relate, but the man who did this to me, I do not, I'm going to try to stay as anonymous as possible, you guys, um, only because, like I said, it's not just my trauma, you know, it's my, I hate to say that, but I mean, it's my abuser's trauma, so I don't hate his wife, I don't hate his children, in fact, I love them, and sometimes I think that, okay, is it wrong that I love them, but because they didn't do anything to me, you guys, they didn't, and they showed me nothing but love my whole entire life, but also they knew he was a child molester, they knew that, and part of me is like, okay, well, they allowed it. You know what I mean? I'm not sure if, like, I'm just, like, gaslighting myself, but they knew that. And my parents knew that. And <laughs> oh, that's a topic within itself, but, you know, I didn't, I guess I just didn't want to tell anybody. I guess I feel like maybe if I told anybody, it would make it more true. And I was too scared to wreck anybody's world. You know what I mean? But as much as I would love... <laughs> to plaster this man's mugshot and everything all over I actually put on snapchat um he recently got arrested and I put on snapchat my sexual abuser finally got arrested um I'm not too sure what it is someone had sent it to me and um I don't don't know how long he's gonna be in jail for I really don't it's not for me I actually went to the police station and pressed charges and Basically, they said the evidence was insufficient. Ain't that some motherfucking shit, you guys? Anyways, I don't care. That man's gonna burn in hell for all I care. Anyways, so I had put that on there, and, you know, I didn't say anything um, but his name or anything like that. But he's a bad guy. Very, 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 very bad guy. But what, I, but what I'm kind of, like, circling back around to in this instance is... Like, again, I would love to plaster this man's fucking, like, just fucking, but I love his wife, and I love his kids, and yeah, they knew what kind of man he was, but who am I to put that out there and slander their names? As soon as I put his full name out there, as soon as I do that, you guys... They, they're just, they don't deserve that. One of his sons doesn't, probably doesn't even fucking love him. And I don't know, that's just like me just bambling on. But like, what, like, not only will they have to deal with that, only because for me, myself, I did that. And I have every right to do that, you guys. I believe I have every right to do that. But that, that opens up wounds for them. And that brings things to the surface that maybe they weren't quite ready for you know maybe they don't have the mental capacity to deal with those things maybe they don't maybe that's just how they you know what I mean in my opinion I felt like if I did say something to them because I mean I did give the investigators their phone number but Colleen Police Department's fucking trash and I'm not sure if they ever followed through with them but in my opinion I feel like if we all came together I could set them free as kids and I don't really know if they want that or not, but I think, I think that it would be the best for them, you know, maybe they're just so stuck in a way that, I mean, I personally think it's unfair, you know what I mean, 
to resurface things and that's just wrong you know you guys it's not it's my trauma but at the end of the day when I open up this door it starts to be and it starts to be to become my parents and it becomes my siblings you know like how did you let how did you let this happen or how did you not have an open relationship with your daughter and her not be able to bring up these topics or how come you were out being a drunken fool and this this and that it's not that I feel like they don't deserve it you guys I just feel like you know when I do open up that door plenty of things can follow and maybe when you guys open those doors there's a lot more people you know there's people who think you know my mom is a good person or there's people who think well the version of my dad now is a good person but as soon as I start to say things they're like oh wow I don't think they're a good person at all and that kind of goes to show I remember we'll get into it over time you guys but me and my mom's relationship really isn't the best she um she just doesn't do any self-reflection and she's not really self-aware and with that being said um she's not capable to have the best mental version of herself but that is just my hard opinion you know I will never ever hold anything against her she's been through hell and back in her whole entire life dozens of times and plenty of times she should have died not that saying I wanted her to die but she's come into a lot of health issues and a lot of one time she was almost getting robbed and one time she got t-boned in a car accident right on when she was sitting in the passenger side like there's plenty of times like my mom should have left earth but you know it wasn't God's timing and but that's why I said I can't you know what I mean I can't take that away from her but I mean well I'll, I'll discuss things you know you guys that's why I haven't really posted my podcast link on my Facebook because I don't feel that's not just my trauma, you know, kind of like basically what I'm saying in this episode or what I am saying in this episode. But, you know, I don't want people coming for my mom in that way, you know, even though I'm not going to lie, I'm going to say this real raw in the truth. My mom used my sexual abuse after I came out as a tabletop conversation. And... I don't know how I feel about that yet. I think it's unfair. And I'm really sorry for anybody, any of you who voiced any of your trauma to anyone. And even the the person that you would think that you would trust the most to keep that a secret or keep that information very personal instead of gossip about it in a way. I think that's really wrong and that's really disrespectful. And that's because that's my trauma, not her trauma, you know. And I just, you know, that's a that's a hard pill to swallow when you find out that about your mother. <laughs> I actually seen this thing on TikTok. This is kind of just to kind of lighten that what I just set up, but it was all a, <laughs> it was it said realizing how much I really truly hate my mom when going. When going through her Facebook messages, basically, like, you know, mom's just talking shit about us or their kids. And, you know, guys, once she did that, I I knew that was going to happen. As soon as I had dropped the bombshell on my parents a couple years ago, I knew it was going to happen. And I kind of just sucked it up, you guys. I really couldn't blame it on her. I just, not that I don't want to, and trust me, I could. I, I used to have... This sounds really, like, crazy, but I used to have uh, dreams about killing my mom. And 
but the, it, I wasn't like murdering her, you guys. Like I wanted to, but I physically couldn't. Like it was like a mental block in my head, and I like couldn't. I just wanted to hit her and hit her and hit her and hit her. I never took a weapon to her. I guess it was just more so like beating her up. But like the anger was so deep in my dream, it never happened. But like, cause I, it was like if she was like um, in like an invisible box, and I couldn't touch her. But, but yeah. So I brought it up to my parents, and then that was that. You know. Um, I, I know the way that I told them, I mean, was just in itself, but like, I knew things were going to come to the surface, you know, I knew as soon as I said something, it wasn't just going to be my trauma anymore. And however my parents felt to deal with it, you know, that was on them. And I'm really glad my dad kept it to himself and well, my mom didn't. So whoever knows, I guess y'all got the tea, but there's been, um, there's a lot of bad family members that I have and one I will have to say um is my brother he's a very 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 bad guy and as much as um he was in a very abusive relationship you know and as much as I would love to put his name out there and say all these things I was never in his abusive relationship um he did put his hands on me once and my dad actually <laughs> oh my goodness you guys it was a it was a pretty messed up life it like it took it took me a very long time to make full circle with my parents and not necessarily have them gaslighting the way that they raised me it was more so like I well I ran away I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore I got away from the toxicity of my family but so yeah he put his hands on me but um he just pushed me and he just said some really ugly things about my miscarriage and it was he was just a bad guy but um but he was so much of a bad guy you know my nieces suffer from it and so does my niece's mother but I cannot slander him on Facebook or all these different platforms because that's not my trauma I didn't live the things that I saw I saw like don't get me wrong like that is well, I hate my, I hate yelling also because of my parents, but I also hate yelling because of him and the partner he was with during this abusive relationship. You know what I mean? It's, it's very, it's a trigger for me. I'm deeply scared. I think somebody's going to get hurt. I think the cops are going to get, I think the cops are going to come. I'm afraid that my dad's going to get arrested. I'm afraid he was going to get arrested or something was going to happen, you guys. And there's just a deep, deep fear that runs down and, and, um, me yelling isn't me not wanting to yell roots from that and but like I said I my nieces eventually or they do to this day my niece is 15 and then my other niece is eight years old you know or nine I don't know sorry Bayo (laughs) I don't know if they'll ever hear this but you know that's their own story to tell you guys and not only did it affect me but it affected everybody else around that and everybody else in that and I'm not sure if it's just me gaslighting my own emotions, but I don't think that that people should name drop necessarily. Well, not n- name drop, I guess, on social media platforms. That's what I'm trying to say. They shouldn't name drop on social media platforms because the people who are who are genuinely associated with that person, they come down too. 
no matter how much they deserve it, but you're opening up wounds that they might not be ready for. I mean, there, I'm sure there's conversations in each one of our personal lives that we either need to have with a person or we need to have with ourselves, and we're just not ready for that yet. And imagine for someone just to come and basically just rip that open with a box cutter and say, hey, we're going to talk about this now. That's not really healthy, you know, and that's not really fair for anybody. And it's a really, really hard concept to grasp, you guys, or maybe it's really not, but Maybe that's why I never, you know, put those things out there. It's because I wanted to keep that so close within myself. And I felt so deeply about the people who are also affected, you know. Maybe I'm just not as selfish as I think I am. (laughs) Or maybe I'm not as shallow as I think I am. But I just think that's, that's just wrong, you know. And that's just it affecting people around it, you guys. But imagine like I said someone taking a box cutter to the things you weren't ready to talk about like for instance I mean it's not just my trauma but the person who sexually abused me imagine the things that that person goes through like and I know it's fucking stupid and I know he's gonna pay in hell and I know everything about him is a bad guy but just imagine the way that his brain is so wired and fucked that he had to do that to children, you guys, like, what, like, like, God, I'm not, like, I can't even wrap my head around that, imagine how deep someone's head is messed up to do that, imagine how deep someone's head is to abuse a a man to abuse a woman, like, or just anybody to abuse anybody, like, how mentally checked out are you to do that, you know what I mean, like, that, that goes back to, there's so many different steps that you could have took to avoid putting yourself in that position, you know, and I don't care what age you are. That's just imagine the traumatic events that they went through to be that person. And I have every right to fall into the stigma of the things that were done to me, you guys. Like I have every right to be in an unhealthy relationship with my partner. I have every right to be in a relationship Or I'm not every right, but I'm expected to be in a relationship with someone who hits me. I'm expected to be addicted to drugs, you guys. Like, I'm expected to do do things to children that were done to me because I was in a power trip or however they say it in a textbook. But I will never be that person because I came above that. You know what I mean? And it's really hard to come above those things, you guys. And... When you don't deal with those things at an early age, if you don't sit down and if you don't take those six steps to heal you guys, you're never going to be a better you. You're never going to live out of that trauma, you guys. You're never. And, you know, maybe it was so deeply deep, you know, maybe it was maybe mine wasn't as intense as yours. And I get that. I understand that, you guys. But first step you need to do is tell somebody. And I guess I'm kind of speaking more on the sexual abuse. First step you need to do is tell somebody. Or if you see somebody around, pick up on those signs and try to try to pull that from somebody, you know. And especially as like us parents, if you're a parent listening to this, you need to know the different signs of trauma. And trauma can be a list of things, you know, whether your child is suffering from the separation between you and your partner, whether the trauma is maybe someone like getting bullied at school, or maybe the trauma is something that's triggering in the brain that you might not know of. It could be some type of, um, 
emotional deficiency that you need to become aware of because I mean of course like uh, health different health benefits like the hereditary not health benefits but like different health issues you know they're they're genetic or I don't know the word for that that I can think of it right now but you need to be aware like I fully expect for my children to carry on um different things from like mental illness I'm like just being mentally ill and I was listening I don't know whose podcast I was listening to but they were talking about how when oh I think it was a Kayla Lori I think I'm not sure which one it was but I think it was her don't quote me on that you guys but she did make a good point or whoever I was listening to that we are all mentally ill and people take that like out of control like schizophrenic and things like that but if you're depressed you're mentally ill you guys I fully expect my children to feel those emotions and I am I think I'm more than prepared to handle those you know with conversations and things like that I know there's things that I'm not doing with my children but there's a lot of things that I know that will eventually um, surface in life like for instance if one uh, carries out his career as being a fireman and working overtime I'm pretty sure there's going to be things like why is dad never home and this this and that because it can, it can be hard for children to grasp that type of lifestyle, working 24 on, 48 off, or if he works like five days straight, you know, hey, where's dad? That's going to come up. Um, just deaths that I, I, life goes on. Who knows what deaths that they're going to experience in life. You know, those are really triggering moments, you know, and I think I'm, I think I'm fully prepared to be prepared <laughs> to have those conversations. And just not have those repeating trauma for my children but I don't know it's just I think about this and I think about this topic you guys and like I said I I don't believe that I'm gaslighting myself I think I'm just being a good human and I think I'm just being a good Christian and I say that in the most humble way possible because I want to, and I did. <laughs> this is a funny story. Um, I posted on my Snapchat, so I'm just going to talk about it anyways. But So there was this thing going around from Waco Police, and this guy was burglaring cars, and there was a 2K reward, and it looked like my brother Chris. I still believe, to this day, it was my brother Chris, <laughs> and it's a 2000 reward. And so I had posted it, and because a lot of people, you guys... Ugh, I'm, 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 oh gosh, this is almost hypocritical, but you guys, my brother's, I, I, you know what, I've already said it on podcast, like, he's a meth head, like, he abuses his wife, like, I don't know why, if I have any family listening to this right now, and if you guys are on his Facebook, and you guys believe his, like, freaking gospel rapping, and his, like, his preaching, and this, this, and that, and him and his wife being all happy, they're literally fucking rolling the fucking glass pipe, like, come on, you guys, like, you guys are literally idiots, and that's literally what he's living for, anyways, so they said it's a $2,000 reward, and I was like, okay, like, badass, like, I'm gonna get that bag, so I called, and I was talking to the investigator, and he was like, we, like, went in, you guys, we went in talking about him, and he found his wife's Facebook, and he was, like, so, um, that's not him, I'm, like, ah, you're really gonna tell me that's not him, he was, like, yeah, that's not him, so, um, I mean, my, I, from my understanding, my brother is in, in jail, so I don't know, uh, <laughs> 
I don't know. I guess it really wasn't him. Waco was about almost an hour away from Colleen, so that didn't matter. But that's just really messy. That was really messy, messy of me to post that. But, but that's what I had from that. And just, I don't know what other trauma. Uh, there's, there's a few other traumatic events that I've uh, experienced in life, you guys. And like I said, in my opinion, I don't think it's fair to slander his family and things like that. Um, I just pray that he really does stay in jail permanently for a very long time. You know, even if it's not for me, maybe that will come up. You know, I'm not really going to dwell on that too much, but that's that. I feel like this episode was a little short. Maybe not so much. Maybe it's, maybe it was more just like, um not like a peace offering, but maybe it was just something to kind of dwell on. You know, like I said, it could be a hard pill to swallow, but I just want you guys to know that every feeling that you feel from every, any traumatic event that ever happened in your life from little to large, you are entitled to all the feelings that you feel about it, but please just heal in a healthy way. You guys stay away from substance abusing. You guys talk to somebody, find yourself a safe place and just heal, because one day you're going to have children, one day you're going to have nieces and nephews, one day you're going to have grandchildren, or if not, one day you're going to be a neighbor to some little kids, or maybe you might come in contact with children who look up to you, and us as good humans and good beings to this society, we need to be better people, and to be a better person, we need to heal, and we need to become one with ourselves. So maybe this is a step of healing that maybe you guys needed to see. Or maybe you guys are kind of just dropping in. Just trying to grab a listen. But I kind of want you guys to sit on that a little bit, you know. And some people deserve to have their name slandered. But there's people who wish they could not associate with that person. But unfortunately do. And it's wrong to hurt them in that way and like I said maybe that's just how I feel morally from a Christian standpoint or just as a good person you guys oh I want to add this in I want to talk about something that this is kind of just like a bonus clip for the end of the episode I guess I want to talk about something that that person took away from me And I just want to just kind of have this noted in this episode because I don't think people understand how much certain traumatic events can take away happy moments in your life. You know what I mean? Whether it be sexual interactions, whether it be kissing somebody, whether it be holding somebody's hand, whether it be like on a single date with somebody, whether it just be in a car with somebody, like taking a walk. There's so many things underneath the sun, you know? that any traumatic event that can that can trigger you in such a happy moment, you know, and um uh, like I just mentioned about just being a Christian, I actually maybe it's right, you know, um just being a Christian and you know, learning what's part of the world and what's not part of the world. Um this sound <laughs> this sounds pretty weird, you guys, but So whenever I would take a shower when I was younger, I'm going to use proper terminology, um, whenever I'd be like washing my breast area and whenever I would just kind of like graze over my areolas, I would feel the sense of depression immediately. 
and I'd be like, what the heck? And I remember being in middle school, I'd be like, when you guys, like, feel a bra, like, on your areolas, do you guys, like, get sad? And everybody's like, what? Like, one, I don't feel anything, I'm just 13. (laughs) And I'd be like, okay, I guess I'm just a fucking weirdo. But when I got my first smartphone, I actually Googled it. And when I Googled it, someone said that, basically someone just said that if you're a depressed person, your areolas are so sensitive that if your root emotion is depressed, you're going to pull depression from that. I was like, oh, okay. And y'all, this was on Yahoo Answers. Do y'all remember Yahoo Answers? (laughs) So anyways, I got older and then years, 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 years went on. I did some more research and it said um, it can be a triggering of sexual trauma. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, that's where that's from. And, um, I didn't think anything of it, you guys. I, you know, this is my first, this, this moment in time kind of started to open up all the wounds that I thought I healed myself as a single person before I came, became a mother. And I feel like this kind of fits right in this episode, you know, because, you know, we're resurfacing that trauma. Um, I'm resurfacing it in a healthy way, and I really, really hope I don't, um, do too many um not too many deep trigger warnings from this you guys but anyway so I give I had just given birth to Sylvia and they're like okay let's latch her and I'm excited you know I got my haka you know I got my uh breast pump for my insurance like I'm ready so um I have my little like breast milk bottles like I'm ready like I'm fully ready to breastfeed and so I put Sylvia on my breast and I feel depressed and I'm like no no I'm not doing it. And I looked at Juan and I said, no, I'm not going to do it. And I was like, I feel depressed. And we had already had this conversation and he put two and two together. He was like, don't do it. And so I didn't do it. And, um, and the nurses were like, why aren't you going to do it? And this is the first time it kind of like came out. Uh, my niece's mom was standing right next to me and my nurses were like, well, why don't you just try? You don't know nothing wrong against them. You know, they want fed his best that's done (laughs) but they were trying to like you know help me they were trying to encourage me and I was like no and they're like it was and you know they I'm not gonna lie they want a reason why well they asked me and they wanted a reason why I wasn't gonna breastfeed and I told them it was because um I experienced I experienced sexual trauma and it was a trigger for me and they walked away but I I had to say that to them because if I was like oh I want to talk about it later then I feel like that would have been more of like oh well what is she talking about but my sister-in-law was there, and then months after that, I had came out about my sexual trauma. But, yeah, it took me 20, basically almost 20 years to do that. But anyways, so, yeah, it, it took that away from me. It took breastfeeding my child away from me. And who would have ever thought that that would take away breastfeeding my child? And I had talked to a friend, and my friend told me, that's just the devil trying to get to you. <laughs> you guys! Being a Christian is so hard. That's not what I needed to hear. But I understand what she was saying, you guys. But that's not what I needed to hear. So anyways, I kind of sat on that. And I kind of prayed on that. And then, as you guys know, I shortly became pregnant with Augustine after uh, three, four months of having Sylvia. And I was like, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to try. I'm going to do it again. But then I did it. And it triggered me all over again, you guys. And it got stolen away you know, and fed his best, but I didn't get to experience that, those with, those things with my child, you know, and maybe it wasn't, 
and I and I remember with Augustine I prayed and I prayed and I I didn't want to feel that way you guys but I knew me being so prone to postpartum depression not only feeling that I would have gotten I don't even know where I would be I maybe I wouldn't even be alive you guys with that constant trigger I didn't know how to get past that mental block and I didn't know how long it was going to take me to get past that mental block so not only me not worrying if I was even going to supply because my breasts didn't grow you guys they didn't grow and um, I didn't leak so not only coming from that even after I had the baby I didn't leak you guys so coming from that I didn't want to, like, I don't, I don't know. I didn't want to suffer with the babies not having enough food or my body not doing what it was supposed to do. Cause you know, they say the first three to five days is, or almost a week is extremely rough with breastfeeding because your milk does take a while to come in and it can be really hard. And if your baby's losing weight, you can't leave the hospital and mentally it would have been too much for me. And I don't know how that mixed with postpartum depression would have really affected me. So that was a very unique experience, and if anybody out there has experienced that, that'd be kind of cool to conversate about, to know that I'm not really alone, in a sense, you know, but that was stolen from me, and I'm at peace with it, it's whatever, but that was stolen from me, because of that person, and I just want to let you guys know that If you guys are okay with the thought that you guys aren't victims anymore of anything. You guys aren't victims of child neglect. You guys aren't victim of abuse. Like, nobody is a victim. You are bigger and you are better than that. And that's really all I have to say. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I really hope I didn't trigger too much. I am going to put trigger warnings in the beginning. And I just pray all of you guys have a great week. And... Just live your life. Get to healing. I'll talk to you guys later.